Welcome to today's online message from Long Eaton Oasis Christian Centre. We are a church at the heart of the community, with a heart for the community. And we're so glad that you've joined us. We hope that you'll be inspired and encouraged today. Please don't hesitate to contact us. If you want to find out more, you can visit our website, www.longeatonoasis.co.uk, or you can direct message us. If you have a Bible, you might like to turn to Matthew's Gospel. So I'm going to read from Matthew um, chapter 1 and um, verses 18. This is how the birth of Jesus the Messiah came about. His mother Mary was pledged to be married to Joseph. But before they came together, she was found to be pregnant through the Holy Spirit. Because Joseph was Uh, Joseph, her husband, was faithful to the law and yet did not want to expose her to public disgrace. He had in mind to divorce her quietly. But after he had considered this, an angel of the Lord appeared to him in a dream and said, Joseph, son of David, do not be afraid to take Mary home to be as your wife, because what is conceived in her is from the Holy Spirit. She will give birth to a son and you are to give him the name Jesus because he will save his people from their sins. All this took place to fulfill what the Lord had said through the prophet. The virgin will conceive and give birth to a son and they will call him Emmanuel, which means God with us. His name will be Emmanuel, which means God with us. I want to take a few moments this morning In the time that we have together, I want to speak about the present of God's presence. It's a great gift. It's the world's most amazing gift. And I just want to take a few moments to talk about that, just for a moment or two. It's a a season and a time where, uh, as a nation and the nations of the world, we're constantly being reminded, and and boy, don't you know it, you're probably feeling this yourself, uh, a a, um, cost-of-living crisis. Uh, over the last few years, we've had a time when uh, the Christmas season came about and we were having lockdowns. And so it was very difficult to be able to meet with loved ones, family or friends. And people had that on their hearts and minds and it, it, it overwhelmed us. And, and now that we're able to meet with family and friends, we've, we've we faced something different, but equally as challenging, a cost of living crisis. And it's understandable during that time that You know, I I hear people saying, and we talk to people, saying that while I might not be cancelling Christmas, I'm going to cut back on this, or I'll cut back on that, or I won't won't spend as much on this, or I'll I'll cut back on perhaps even on gifts. And I can understand that. I I get that. And you can sort of feel that as you speak to people. It's not all doom and gloom, but there is that sense, people being careful at holding back. You know, as we celebrate the the time of Christmas, uh, we understand this, that Father God, the God of the universe, didn't cut back, didn't hold back, but gave his very best. He gave his very best. At Christmas, we celebrate God giving his best, the best gift of all to the whole world and for the universe, the gift of his son. In John chapter 3, verse 16, these are very well-known or famous words. It might be new to you for the first time, but we read these words. For God so loved the world that he gave his one and only son. His only son. The words only or one and only really mean the best, priceless. 
You might not read that when you, when you read it for the first time, but that's the impression and the way the translation writes. It's God gives the best, priceless, the only one, the one, the best, the very wonderful, loveliest, prized son. And so God didn't cut back at all. He gave overwhelmingly and beautifully. The wonder of Christmas is wrapped up in the reading that we shared um, this morning in, um, in Matthew chapter 1. Um, in the dream that Joseph has uh, and the angels speaking to him and saying that you will, you know, take, take Mary, you, you, you know, do not put her away privately. You will have a son that's born of the Holy Spirit. His name will be Jesus because he's going to save his people. And he goes on to say, and to fulfill what the prophet said, the virgin will conceive and give birth to a son and they'll call him Emmanuel, which means God with us. And the wonder of Christmas, the joy, the most amazing, spectacular, incredible thing of Christmas is wrapped up in this one word, Emmanuel. It can be spelt with an E, it can be spelt with an I. It's, it, it's just the way that it is. It's wrapped up in this one word. It's not, you know, beautiful wrappings and beautiful gifts, but this most amazing, spectacular, incredible gift is wrapped up in this one word, Emmanuel, which means, it's a Hebrew word, which means God with us. It, it goes on to mean God with us, amongst us, fleshed out, rubbing shoulders with. It's spectacular. It's the most incredible thing that the world will ever know, the world will ever be given, the greatest gift for the whole entire world. There are three things that I want to just share in unpacking this word, Emmanuel, and the very, God gives a present of his very presence. He wants to be with us, in us, and amongst us. And the first thing is this. The word Emmanuel, through Emmanuel, through Jesus, God identifies with us. He identifies with you and I. The infinite God becomes finite. It's incredible. I mean, we have to sort of pinch ourselves to stir ourselves up. I spoke about this last week when I talked about the good news of great joy and how as a Christian, I've been over 30-something plus years as a Christian, I get used to, you can get used to stuff. You can even get used to your faith, dare I say it. Well, if you're like me and you're human, you, you, would, you, do, you get used to stuff. And you have to pinch yourself and stir yourself up to say, wow. And as I look at this, and I look at this text again, and I've spoken on this text Many times over my 38, you know, 30 plus years pastoring in a local church, it's incredible that the infinite God who created the universe comes as a babe in a finite world. There is no other faith, no other religion on the face of the planet that can claim that. The one who holds the universe in the very palm of his hands. You know, we, there's the, the song, he's got the whole world in his hand. He's got the entire universe. That in itself is just mind-boggling. We have telescopes that are deep, in deep space looking at the universe, trying to go further. And the one who holds not just the world, but the universe, the creator God, in the palm of his hand, through Jesus the babe, born in Bethlehem, curls his little hand around his mum's little finger. It's incredible. It's a wonder. It is a true wonder, Emmanuel, God with us, God amongst us. Such was God's desire to restore relationship with us, with humankind, with men and women, boys and girls, black or white. Such is God's desire to restore his relationship 
that he wants to get amongst us. The great, late, great Billy Graham, most wonderful man of God, an evangelist that, that has spoken to kings and queens and presidents throughout the world, now gone to be with the Lord. But he shares an illustration. It's probably in the 1960s, and you can see it in YouTube. But he shares an illustration of an anthill. He talks, in speaking about Emmanuel, this is how he illustrated it. He says, God is a creator. It's like you or me looking down at an anthill and seeing all these little ants running around, making a mess of the situation. So you decide to become an ant yourself to get amongst those ants, to show them a better way and to lead them out of that. He said, that's exactly what God has done. As he looks upon you and I, human creation, in Emmanuel, in his son Jesus, he becomes man, he becomes woman, he becomes flesh, he becomes flesh and blood and he decides to become like us, one of us uh, in in flesh so that he can relate to us. Um, The the writer in John's Gospel, John, the writer of John chapter 1, he says these most... They're they're incredible words. You may have read them. I've read them many a time. But I pinch myself to be gripped by the wonder. And this is the key for you and I at Christmas. We, we We can grasp the wonder, but you've got to get the wonder to grip you. That, you know, God, we can grasp for God, but God, when God grips you, when God lays hold of you, you'll never be the same again. And there's something about the celebration of Christmas is for us, you know, it's going to be a bit tight this year, but to be gripped, to not just grasp out for God, but be gripped by the wonder and the love and the glory of God for our hearts. That takes an intention to reach out to him. And there's these most amazing words in John chapter 1. In the beginning was the word, and the word was with God. The word is Jesus, and the word was God, is God. A bit further on in John chapter 1, verse 14, coming back to the word, Jesus, who was with God in the beginning and was like God, was God. It says, the word became flesh in John 1, verse 14, and dwelt amongst us. The word became flesh and dwelt amongst us. God's desire to relate to you and I is incredible. It's wonderful. It's a wonderful gift of his presence. The second thing that it's an Emmanuel wants to identify. He, you know, he didn't just reach out and have a big vision in the sky and says, hello, come this way. But he comes amongst us to rub shoulders with us. It's incredible. We celebrate Jesus who was born, who lived, died, and rose again. And that leads me on to my second point, which is this. Emmanuel identifies with us. Emmanuel saves us. It says his name will be called Jesus because he will save his people from their sins. It means Jehovah saves Jesus. Jehovah saves. God saves us. And um, he will save the people from their sins. I love the the letter to the Hebrews. If ever you get a chance, read Hebrews. It's quite a challenging book in some ways, but I've read it many occasions over the years and it explains all about Jesus and his sacrifice. And uh, in Hebrews chapter 2, verses 14 to 15, I'll read them because it will explain it for itself. In In Emmanuel, Jesus identifies with us, God identifies with us, In Emmanuel, Jesus, God saves us. And we read these words in Hebrews chapter 2, verses 14 to 15. Since the children, that's you and I, have flesh and blood, he too, 
Jesus, in other words, shared in their humanity so that by his death he might break the power of him who holds the power of death, that is the devil, and free those who all their lives were held in slavery by the fear of death. Since the children, since you and I are flesh and blood, he, Jesus, I put, my, I put Jesus in there, but it says he, he, Jesus too, shared in our humanity so that by his death he might break the power of him who holds the power of death, that is the devil, and set us free. He breaks the power of sin and restores the relationship with God. He restores the relationship with you and I with God. How amazing. that! And that's why God becomes flesh. God becomes flesh because Adam in flesh, in his flesh, sinned against God. And, and, and this is the reason why Jesus, God had to become man. But at the same time, being fully God is able to give an eternal sacrifice. William Cowper, the hymn writer, um, writes these words. You may know them quite well. For some of us, we, we haven't sung so many hymns, maybe. We might not remember them. But uh, they're very stark words. But listen to this. There is a fountain filled with blood drawn from Emmanuel's veins. And sinners plunged beneath that blood lose all their guilty stains. And sinners plunged beneath that blood lose all their guilty stains. The wonder of Christmas is that God comes as man and that he identifies with you and I and by giving his own life breaks the power of sin in the universe and in the world. And by the giving of his blood, throughout the Old Testament, for sin there must be a sacrifice, there must be blood. As we come into the New Testament, Jesus pays that sacrifice. He's the spotless lamb that takes away the sin of the world. And I, always, I used to look at the words of this song and think, oh, that's a bit stark. That's a bit of a song to sing. It's a bit in your face, isn't it? There is a fountain filled with blood drawn from Emmanuel's veins. When you look at it like that, it's not, it's not particularly very Christmassy, is it? it? It's really stark. They're stark words. But there, those, there are amazing words. The amazing words of this is that God comes as man and through his blood and for being fully God, Jesus by his blood sacrifice breaks the power of sin. Such is the wonder of Emmanuel. Emmanuel saves us from the power of sin as we give our hearts and lives to him, confess our sins and give our hearts and lives to him, confess him as our Lord. He breaks the power of sin. And sinners plunged beneath that blood lose all their guilty stains. He breaks the power of death and hell and the fear of death. And the fear of death. Emmanuel identifies with us. This is the great gift of God. Emmanuel saves us. This is the great gift of God. And finally... Emmanuel dwells with us and in us. Emmanuel dwells with us and in us. Jesus said a number of amazing things. <coughs> he said in Matthew 18, in Matthew 18, verse 20, I will be with you always, even to the end of the age, even to the end of the world. It's in his commissioning words to the disciples at the end 
towards the end of Matthew's gospel. I will be with you always, even to the end of the age, into the end of the world. Wow. He'll be with us always. You know, wonder we speak of Christmas giving peace and hope and joy. Never to be alone. Never without hope. Never without peace. We can face today. We can face tomorrow with the knowledge that he said, I promise, I promise you. You know, on, the, on a £20 um, note, there'll be a, the promise of the governor of the Bank of England. It says, I promise to pay on demand the sum of £20. It's a promise from the bank. Jesus makes a promise that's stronger than the Bank of England. The Bank of England is, is the greatest bank our country has. It's, it's, it's where we have our, you know, all our gold reserves. And so the promise of the Bank of England underwrites everything. But there's a promise greater than the Bank of England that underwrites the universe. It's the promise of God. It's the promise of Jesus who says, I will be with you always, even to the very end of the age. There's a hope, there's a peace, and there is a joy. What a great gift that he gives you and I if we trust him. Matthew 18, 20. Jesus says this as well. In John 14, verse 17, he says, I'll send the Holy Spirit to be with you and in you. Jesus is with us, Emmanuel. But he says, I'll send an, I go to be with the Father, but I'll send a counsellor, another comforter, like me, who will be with you and in you, dwelling in your lives and hearts, the promise of the Holy Spirit. We're not left alone. We're not left without sense of hope and power, but the Holy Spirit. You have to grip, grip, let, let that grip your heart, let that grip your spirit. I send the Holy Spirit to be with you and in you. Third thing, Emmanuel dwells with us and in us. And Jesus promised this. These are from the, the heart and mouth of Jesus. And he says this, as the Father sent me, I am sending you. John 20, verse 21. Jesus said to his disciples, the way the Father sends me, I'm now sending you. That's incredibly important. And that has, uh, it's something that Janet said. Little did she realise that I was going to touch upon this morning. And what she said about fragrance and carrying the presence. Jesus said this, as the Father sent me, I now send you. Emmanuel came, in, it's what we call, the theologians call incarnation, in, in flesh, in, in Latin, incarnate, flesh, in flesh and blood. And God comes in flesh and blood. And Jesus said, the Father sent me, now I send you. He sends us, just with his mission, yep, in his power and anointing, yeah, and to incarnate Christ in flesh and blood. Wherever you go, wherever I go, take Jesus. We take the presence of Jesus. The Holy Spirit lives in us and is with us. Where we then go, we're to incarnate, to flesh out Jesus. It doesn't mean say, I'm a Jesus, I am the Messiah, but I can be incarnational in Jesus in and through my life. This is so, so, so so important when we think of Emmanuel. We think of Emmanuel, beautiful baby. And, we, and we have the, we've had a great video this morning that shows the baby. And it's beautiful. It's, start, it's wonderful. It's, 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 it's magical. It's, it's wonderful. But it doesn't stop with the baby. The baby grew, lived, died, and rose again, and now sends you and I with resurrection power. Emmanuel lives in and through our hearts and our lives. And we are presence carriers. The greatest present that you and I can have is the presence of Jesus. And he wants us to carry his presence wherever we go. 
We are, to be, we are presence carriers of Jesus. We're to incarnate Jesus wherever we go. And that is an amazing gift. It's a, it's, it's a, it's a challenge. It's a commission for you and I, because he said, go into all the world. But it's also a gift. We have the gift of his presence. This isn't some sort of mystical thing. We, wherever I go, and then all these people start to, to flock around me. But it's a wonderful thing to carry the love, joy, hope, forgiveness, and power of Jesus in and through your life. That's why it's so important. You know, so when Tracy said this morning, so Tracy manages our toddler group. So at toddler time, it's based here in our church. It's led by Christians. We pray throughout the whole week. Christians aren't better than anyone else. And so people, and people volunteer. The volunteers are Christians as well. Presence carriers of Jesus. It's so important to be presence carriers. It's so important to volunteer, to serve, to get involved in your community, in our church, the, the ecclesia, the gathering aspect. So we have a coffee house. You know, we've got, to, we've got a toddler group. It's so important to, to serve. To, but why? Because we carry the presence of Jesus. So our toddler group sees 30 to 40 families a day. And one of the things that we've said is, it's exciting that so many people are coming to our toddler group. And this whole auditorium is full of toys. It's beautiful to see. And our Christmas party week is amazing. And it will be buzzing. And people love it. But we've said, if we don't carry the presence of Jesus, if Jesus isn't here, then it's great what we're doing. But it's, it's just another group. It's so Emmanuel. Emmanuel living in us and through us. And amongst us. So Jesus lives amongst us. He lives in us. And then through us, wherever we go, by sharing his love, sharing his hope. We, we do something as a church called Time to Talk. Time to Talk is a listening service, not a counselling service. We have volunteers from our church, and from any church if they wanted to. But we encourage it to be Christians, not because we're better, but because we want to carry the presence of Jesus. And even, even if we don't say something about Jesus, we're praying beforehand, we're carrying his presence in our hearts and lives, and we're displaying love and hope and peace and the forgiveness of Jesus Christ in our lives. This is so understated. That's why it's, So yes, you can have an online church, but you can't. You know, people will say you're a bit of a dinosaur, Adrian. Everyone else is saying this is the new era. Now it's, you know, this is... But incarnational. We incarnate. We flesh out. Somebody needs a hand to touch their shoulder. They need a, a shoulder to cry on. Incarnational. And so Emmanuel is wonderful. He identifies with us. He had to become man. God became man. He saves us by his blood shed on the cross and resurrection and now he sends us as he dwells within our hearts and our lives Emmanuel God with us God bless you I pray that this year you really get a grasp a grip and God grips you with the present of his presence I really do God bless you let's pray together perhaps if the worship team could come back that'd be good thank you so much maybe you're here this morning Let's pray together just a moment. Maybe you're here this morning and, uh, you, know, you know, I'm not saying it's just another Christmas and, and you're blasé about it. And we've, we do have a lot of things on our minds. 
And, you know, there are concerns and worries, and that's natural and true. But some of these things can tarnish, can wear away, eat away at the, the wonder of Emmanuel. And if you're like me, I have to confess, I have to confess there are days when I think, God, forgive me that I take you for granted. God, restore the wonder of your spirit in me, the wonder of your love. And may this Christmas I be gripped with the wonder of your presence living in my heart and life. Almighty God, we pray this morning that you'll forgive us if we've got caught up in life, in busyness, in cares and worries. It's very natural for people to be worried. I'm not saying that, but we can get caught up and distracted and pulled away from the wonder of who you are. Now this morning we pray, Holy Spirit, will you restore the wonder of your name, the wonder of your presence, the wonder of who you are, Jesus, to our hearts and minds. In the name, in your mighty name we pray. May I be gripped with the good news, the peace, the joy, the hope, the love, the forgiveness of Christ who gave himself for me. Father God, you were born, you lived, you died, you rose again. And to those that believe in you, you say, I promise that you will rise again too. Maybe you're here this morning and you once walked as a Christian and you've not been walking that way. Then don't beat yourself up. Just come back. Just come back to God. Maybe you found in your Christian walk, you feel it hasn't been what it used to be. Don't beat yourself up. God says, come back, come back, come back. Maybe you haven't been as diligent in your faith or heart. God says, come back, come back to me. Just like the prodigal son and the father run to him. For some of us this morning, God is calling you back. Come back to me. Almighty God, if there's anyone here this morning where you're, who they're be feeling stirred to say, come back to me, come back to me. Would you draw near to them, Emmanuel, and fill their heart and mind with your love and forgiveness and hope and restore their soul and renew our hearts with the fire of your spirit this Christmas. In the name of Jesus, we pray. Amen. God bless you. Let's stand together as we sing. May you know the gift, the present of his presence this Christmas time. Let him grip our hearts and lives in Jesus' name. God bless you. Let's sing together.